is it me or are you also creeped out by like seeing the you know those little family little decals on the back of people's cars that you know show their their little their little stick figure family or their little star wars family or their other whatever bullshit they got going on but the ones that really you know really creep me out are the ones with like the m16 that like the machine gun you know like the army issue like you know family this is my family with and they're all and it's just a bunch of like m16s like what the fuck dude that's so fucking weird like that's america this is america Summertime and the living's easy. Fish are jumping and the cotton is high. What a great song, man! I it's on my on my my favorites, my little liked songs on my Spotify. I'm sure you're dying to know that, but. Um, it's so, um, it's so epitomizes like July, August, summer in, well, particularly the South for one, you know, it's like that, it's like a slavery song, right? It's like, uh, from Porgy and Bess, um, but it's kind of like two sides, it's like two sides of the coin. If I'm not mistaken if i'm reading that right because the first part is you know your daddy's rich your mama's good looking and then the second verse is like one of these mornings you're gonna rise up and spread your wings and fly so that's the slave in the field picking the cotton he's just like it's so hot and it's just like you know i've got no other outlet other than death but that's what I'm ready to embrace and once I spread my wings it nothing can hurt me but but it's a it's a it's a great summer it's like fuck that's like it just you picture like Mississippi or like the south or like you know just that it's so it's so hot man it's so fucking hot like I'm just sitting here in a carport just looking for shade it's like um and this time uh and this this time of year, like, I look for, like, uh, those songs, those movies, you know, Do the Right Thing, you know, the Spike Lee movie, Do the Right Thing. It's, like, like a day in Brooklyn where it's just hot and, you know, they're turning the fire hydrants on and just blasting the streets with, with, um, fire, the, the, the water from the fire hydrant. It's just one of the, you know, it's, it's 109, like, and the minute it gets to be this ludicrously hot, which seems almost instantaneous. Like, we went from, like, the month of June, mild, you know, enjoyable, uh, borderline enjoyable, to, like, instant just microwave, right? Like, what the fuck? Like, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, stupid hot. Like... I keep it, you know, and I was, and I was telling, I was talking about that guy, Russell Cook, the, the hardest geezer on Twitter from the UK, who's running across Africa and is thinking like Africa hot, Africa heat, 
he's a ginger. Like, what's he thinking? Like, but I'm watching his video feed, his YouTube feed. It looks like he's having an all right time. Like, he's having a good go of it. He doesn't even look like he's wearing too much sunscreen. I mean, is it hotter here? I was gonna, I was kind of go, I was go to, um, like, this time, like, when, as soon as it gets to be, like, insta-hot, like, like, like this, I'll go to, uh, I'll pull up my weather on my phone and I'll go right to Needles, California, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, uh, what's going on in Needles? Well, I'll tell you what's going on in Needles, I'll tell you. Um, today in Noodles, California, it's a, it's a semi, semi enjoyable high of 118, low of 84. That's not too bad. 118, it's 118. The low is 84. Like you're waiting for it to cool down to 84. I always got to check needles, all right? Love it. Fucking love it. Um, matter of fact, I was, I, you know, I was uh, joking around with my, my, my mom again, talking when we were up on, going up to Grass Valley Saturday. I was, <laughs> I was <coughs> talking to her about needles. And uh, I even pulled it, I, I pulled it up on the Wikipedia. The fucking city of needles, California. Population as of the 2020 census, 49.59. Yeah, that's right. Not even 5,000 people in that godforsaken land. But what's funny is, um, okay, so they got like all these little tabs that you can open up, like in popular culture. So like in reference in, uh, say for example, in books, popular culture reference in books, uh, John Steinbeck's novel, The Grapes of Wrath, the Jode family stops in needles where, uh, when they enter California on Route 66. So, um, it is off Route 66. There, that's, there is something to be said for that. Um, in print, in the comic strip Peanuts, I've already touched on this before, but Snoopy's brother Spike lived in, uh, the desert outside Needles. Um, he frequently heads to Needles to partake of the town's nightlife, often running afoul of the local coyotes. <laughs> uh, because Charles Schultz, you, Charles Schultz used to live there. Like in the twenty, like late twenty, early thirties, is that right? Um, before he moved out to um, the North County of the Bay Area uh, in Santa Rosa, uh, but one other in the uh, in the uh, Three Dog Night song, "Never Been to Spain," which is a great song. Um, it pops up in the lyrics. Well, I've never been to England. But I kind of like the Beatles. Well, I headed for Las Vegas. Only made it out to Needles. <laughs> Poor Needles. Like, it just, it gets needled this time of year. It just sucks. It fucking sucks. Um, notable people, though? None. But, but, I, mean, I take, I, let me take, Hold on, let me take that back. So, like I say, Charles Schultz, uh, cartoonist of Peanuts. Charlie Brown lived in Needles from 1928 to 1930 and made it the residence of Snoopy's brother, Spike. But dig this. This, this tripped me out. Of course, I knew Sam Kennison 
he died there. Um, killed in a car crash by a 17-year-old drunk driver, um, which actually was just outside of Needles, four miles outside of Needles in 92, April of 92. But uh, this is what really tripped me out. Bess Houdini, wife and stage assistant of famed escape artist Harry Houdini, died in Needles in 1943. Like, wow, that's kind of semi-interesting, right? But nevertheless, nevertheless, speaking of... uh, gingers so it is the holiday weekend you know it's um fourth of, i like and i like a good four-day holiday weekend right like and this is such a you know it's america you know we take uh like we don't get very many we get we get holidays but we don't use them right we still work right like we still got to work like three jobs just to stay in debt right so that being said comes a little Little man in his in his big truck driving by, his little step stool, step ladder, so he doesn't uh, fall to his death when he gets out of out of the truck. But um, what was I say? Oh yeah. Uh, so gin, speaking of gingers and uh, running across Africa, so oh, and Fourth of July, Fourth of July, where the bad folks go when they die, they don't go to heaven where the angels fly. They go to a lake of fire and fry. See them again till Fourth of July. Um, no, we so uh, like I was saying, we love a good four-day weekend. So Friday, Friday, yeah, yeah. My buddy Raj, who is also I've I've never you know, growing up too. Like I've known the guy since first grade. Like literally, I've known him like forty six years, and I've never referred to him as a ginger, but he is a ginger. Um, he's and he's aware of it. He knows it's just it's just one of those things, right? But uh, but he's um, so he caught he texted me he wanted to go hit the driving range Friday morning, so I go okay, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm down, let's go. Um, so Friday, Friday morning, so he, uh, he said, I'll pick you up at 7 o'clock. So I get out the door about 5 to 7, and it's already like 67 degrees out at, court, at like 10 to 7. I'm like, Jesus H. Christ on a popsicle stick. But uh, so we, but it was a good time. We had a, it was, it was a you know, it, there's always a laugh. He, he cracks me up. And... Um, but that kind of kicked off kind of my holiday weekend. And um, so we, uh, and, and that was it. We were um, offered to take him to breakfast afterwards, but he had to, uh, his wife, um, who's, uh, she's Taiwanese, which is another interesting thing. In my personal theory, my personal knowledge of gingers, gingers marry, um, opposite of what they are typically like I honestly I've never seen a ginger with a ginger um you know probably because like who wants like well you know why why subject yourself to two soulless people right like you gotta you know if you want to marry somebody marry somebody with a soul right but uh so he um he got married over the pandemic and I he told me this a couple, a few weeks ago, we went out for breakfast and he's like, oh yeah, by the way, I got married. I'm like, oh, right on. Congratulations. Then we moved on. Like, that's all guys do. That Guys don't give a shit. Like, I was telling my lady this, like, um, you know, 
women would go, would go, oh my God, oh my God, let me see the ring, oh my God, oh my God. But we're just like, ah, oh, right on, bro, congratulations. And then we moved on to the next subject, like, fuck, whatever. But he married her. She's Taiwanese. I'd met her before uh, when I, I sold him his, his VW. And she, she was with him at the dealership. But that was six years ago. And then they, I guess they'd had a falling out. And then they, they kind of um, kind of reacquainted them or, you know, reignited their relationship uh, during the pandemic. And then they were locked in together. So I guess by, by default, like, you know, he, they were, you know, forced into this situation that they had to make the best of. So why not get married, right? I'm with you on that. Not really, but I am, but I'm not. But it's interesting because, um, like, she's literally, like, straight off, like, straight from Taiwan, right? And I thought that was interesting because Friday night I went to go see Bill Burr, and which was epic. And, uh, but he's married to a black woman. So what, the gingers just don't, they don't stay in, they don't stay in their lane, right? Not that I care. It's just interesting. Like, uh, most gingers, I don't know. I don't know. This guy, Russell Cook, like... Who's this lady? I'll bet she's like, uh, I'll bet she's Bulgarian, right? Or maybe she's um, Native American. <laughs> I don't know. He's British. Who fucking knows? I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, the heat is just too much. It's, it's one of those, it's typically the 4th of July weekend. It's just it, where it kicks off, where you just like your eyebrows just get, they just burst into flames, right? And um, so... So, basically, basically, um, it, it, you just kind of, it, it's your intro to the summer. I guess that's what you'd call it. Yeah, it's like your intro, like your crash course into, you know, hell week. What, but, or like we call, or we like to call it here in the Central Valley, the, um, you know, July, right? So, um. But yeah, so Friday morning we did old white guy shit. Um, minus the oversized white New Balance shoes. And uh, dealt with the heat most of the morning. I had to put, uh, I was outside my place putting some oil in my car. Just making sure all the gaskets were moist, you know. And, and this, it was so hot. This crackhead came up through the alley and he stopped and he goes, Hey, you got to... You got a buck, I can get a 64-ouncer. He's on his, you know, he's on his BMX bike, right? He got, he's like 38, you know? Like 38-year-olds shouldn't be riding BMX bikes. But who am I to, who am I to judge? But he's like, hey, you buy, can you give me a buck? Go buy a 64-ouncer. I'm like, bro, I don't, I don't like cash. He's like, uh, and he goes, uh, well, can you help me get a couple bucks? I'm like, no. No, fuck off. <laughs> what the fuck? What are we going to... What are we going to partner up on this? Do I get a cut? Like, what... Like, the heat just does things to you, man. You know? I do... I feel bad. I feel bad for the homeless. I mean, it's brutal. Like, it, it, it... It's... I mean, and that's no joke. Like, it really exacerbates whatever you're dealing with. You know? Typically, it's like a lot of schizophrenia, mental illness. 
you know, trauma-induced um, anxiety, problems, mental illness, and the heat just is, it just becomes unrelenting. Um, stretches of the road along the streets of Sacramento, particularly around where our, our little satellite offices, where the dispatch used, they work out of, is just straight up like, um, it's like Mad Max, it's beyond Thunderdome type shit, you know, trailers that are parted out, just left with nothing but a frame, burned out, parts burned out, just tarps, tents, cars on blocks, it's just brutal, and so they're sitting there with like big, you know, those big giant, like, um, water containers, like, like, that water coolers use, but it's just, but there's no water cooler, it's just the jug, it's like bluish, kind of a big blue jug full of just hot water like that's their what that's the resource like that's it's just it's it's rough it's barb i mean i my heart goes out to him no i mean no joke but but uh so so yeah so then i i knocked out a i i only had a little bit of work friday to take care of and then we um by the time I got done, we we headed over to uh, we went we went to Lincoln, California, which is just the next town over, um, to go see uh, Wilfred Burr, Bill Burr, live in concert, um, and that was a good night. We met up with uh, my producer daughter, her boyfriend, and uh, had some dinner in the casino. It was in uh, Thunder Valley Casino. We had a little dinner before, and then. Um, sauntered into the venue and it was just like there's so many like I don't know I was I was blown away it was it was packed it was sold out it's huge there must have been <clears throat> it had to have been easily <coughs> excuse me <coughs> three four thousand people three four pl- thousand plus if I had to guess right and uh but there was, you know, we got in, the show started at 8 o'clock, or, or on the tickets it said 8 o'clock. But people, these fat fucks, these wobbly fat pieces of fuck were all kind of lumbering around. Like, not even, it's like 8.30, quarter to 9, they're still lumbering around looking for like a Bud Light and an overpriced, you know, bottle. It was like $18 beer night, you know, and they're just waddling around like trying to lap up, you know, the last remaining foam of their overpriced beers and shit. And I'm like, let's get this fucking show started, right? I want, I'm here for some comedy. And, uh, but it was, it was, it did not disappoint. So he had two opening acts. Uh, my boy, Dean Del Rey was the first guy out and he cracked me the fuck up. He was saying, uh, <laughs> he goes, he goes, uh, <laughs> he goes, uh, he goes, my buddy bought a, cat he, he, he told me that he bought a cat I go you bought a cat what do you mean you bought a cat like you don't buy like, nobody buys a cat like he goes as you you know the way it works is like um, usually like there's four fucked up neighborhood cats just wandering milling around right and you just open your door one day and like the kid, couple of them wander in you're like oh I guess I got a cat now right and then I don't know four years later or so they just kind of wander off or they die off and you're like, ah, well, I guess I don't have cats anymore. Like, and I've always said that you don't, nobody pays for cats. I've never bought a cat. Nobody's exchanged money for cats. You know, cats are free. They give away cats. You got to buy a dog, but a cat, no, fuck that. But, uh, <laughs> it was, oh, fuck. It was, uh, 
he was he was he killed he he was nailing it it was funny shit so we did about 10 minutes and then um the next guy was uh, joe bartnick that guy was hilarious too he's like uh i can't be gay i've got hemorrhoids and i got sharp teeth so it's just it's not in my not in the cards you know cracking me up but um but then when um Oh, and so and it's so hot. Like, okay, so in the morning, when I went out with my buddy Raj, I was wearing, uh, I was wearing a, sh- uh, like a golf, like a gray golf. Gra- I went through like four gray shirts in the course of the day. So I had a gray polo I wore out to the driving range. Then I switched out. Oh, because I came back, I had some time to kill before the crackhead showed up and asked to partner up on a sixty-four ouncer. I went, uh, I had to go to the gym, so I threw on a, uh, uh, I couldn't wear my polo shirt in the gym. I could, but it, it'd be like, who's the guy in the polo shirt, you know, on the treadmill? But, um, so I threw on another gray workout shirt. My, it's actually my, uh, my uh, blood donation shirt, my, the one that says my, uh, my superpower is donating blood, the dumbest shirt in the world, right? And uh, wore that over there. Sweated the fuck out of that. Came back. Had to switch out to another, yet another gray shirt to get me through work. And then by the time we hit the uh, the show Friday night, I had, I got my button up. I got a gray button up. It's all gray. Like, what's going on? Like, my hair's gray. My shirts are gray. You know? Um, I'm starting to read more Zane Gray novels. You know? Old school, old western. Um... But, uh, so when, uh, <laughs> so, uh, when old Billy Burr came out, he was, we were, we were pumped. We were ready. Like with the weight, I mean, maybe it was deliberate. They didn't start till quarter to nine or closer to nine, you know, with all these wobbly weeble wobbles, just wandering up and down the aisles looking for, you know, you know overpriced alcohol. Right. But, uh, so, um, so Burr comes out and, uh, he just starts railing on. It's a it was the perfect timing too. Fourth of July weekend. He's uh, he's talking about all these guys that uh, have that flag coming out the back of their truck, right? All these guys in these oversized, uh, jacked up, lifted, you know, tiny dick, tiny di- tiny dick trucks, right? With the little step ladder that comes out, you know, so that um, they don't fall to their death when they get out of the truck. And the and then and the big giant flaggity in in which I'm sure like unless you're one of those whack jobs like everyone kind of looks at them the same way it's like what the f- like what like what I I get it bro like thank you for pointing out I'm in the U S I appreciate that I didn't know I was which is kind of his take on it too but when he, he said when he when when he went up to Canada he was surprised because he kind of he kind of teased the Canadians in the note in the and with the notion that they build themselves as like the, you know, the nicest of the white people, right? When in fact, it's like, they just, he goes, and they just don't have cotton fields. And it was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Because they're doing the same thing up there. He said, I couldn't believe it. I saw a truck going by and there was a dude with a flag coming out the back of his truck and it was a Canadian flag. I'm like, you guys got them yokels up here too. It's like those, it's like those decals on the back of people's minivans, you know, like you got some, some 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 big fat angry Karen up front driving that shit with her stick figure family but it's not stick figures it's a fucking it's four M16 machine guns you're like what the what the fuck's wrong with you 
fuck's wrong with you? You know, they're like, you know, they're those real, real flexible types, real open-minded people. But it, it reminded me, uh, Burr's whole bit about that reminded me of this dude. I was, <laughs> this is the best ever. This is like, this is the epitome of America. But I was standing in line at um, the bank one day. And uh, there's a dude in front of me. <laughs> and he, you know, I, I, again, wear what you want, be who you are. I don't give a fuck. I look at it like, I look at it, I look at it like this. I explain this like to my mom. Same, she has the same kind of take on a lot of that shit that I do. But, but I call it the 10, 10, 80 rule, right? It's the 10% of the people like you just can't convince otherwise of anything. Right? They got their mindset. Uh, you know, this is America, 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 right? You know, one of those guys, I don't we don't eat nothing in this family unless I shoot it, right? So he's going, you know, it's like one of these assholes that goes into the supermarket and just starts shooting the fucking cold cuts, right? But uh, this guy, uh, he's wearing a shirt on, in the bank. On the back it says, uh, I tested positive for freedom. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, bro. Hell fucking yeah, bro. So, um, so that's what's up. So, but, uh, yeah. So between like a sea of gray shirts on Friday and a sea of gingers, um, it's been a pretty good, yeah, it was pretty good. I, I love it. I love it. I love the fact that, um, so today is a regular day, but tomorrow is the fourth, but people have been lighting off, you know, M1000s since like you know, June 16th, right? Just blowing shit up. Because we don't give a fuck. It's America. But, um, that's the benefit. That's the benefit of this 4th of July weekend. And, uh, <laughs> so, um, so that's what's up. It's hot. You know, my lady's, my lady's killing it. She's doing good. This is the woman I live with, though. She goes, uh, the other day she just goes, we had this fly, we had a fly wander in the bedroom, right? And, uh, I, I'm like, whatever, you know, I'll slam his ass into the window or I'll shut the window with him, you know, between the screen and the window trapped in the middle, you know, and just let the heat just kind of kill him out. But, but this, this motherfucker was buzzing around. She goes, uh, I'm going to kill this fly and then pour bleach on it. <laughs> oh my God. All right. All right, you go, girl. I don't know where the bleach thing came in from. I mean, is that like something like a repressed kind of memory of some situation that I'm not aware of? Or do we need to talk about this? But but all in all, it was good. Uh, so Friday was, actually Friday was amazing. It was just amazing. I got up, I got up like, fuck, I got up at 5.15. Why? Because I, I think I was going to go for a hike or something before the driving range. But I had to, I had to go. I had to take a shit so bad. Like, I, I, the night before, I'd eaten some uh, oatmeal, some brown sugar and oatmeal, and, um, but it had, like, extra fiber, and I swear to God, like, I, I've ne I haven't, I haven't evacuated my bowels like that in, it's been a while, like, there was stuff, like, from the 80s in there, there's, like, a pair of shoes came out, um, it was fucking, it was brutal, but, man, these pipes are clean, dog. And then, um, and then after work, before the concert or before the stand-up show, um, I just did my roll call. I was talk, calling, 
my uh, 21 year old down in LA, she's doing fine. And then, uh, but I decided I'd call. Oh, because I went by, I went by, I had to go by the Fair Oaks Donor Center. And I was talking to the girls, chatting with the late, you know, the, the nurses over there. And I told them, because um, these are the these are the women that um, recommended the haunted Airbnb that I, I I booked for August. And they're like, oh yeah, they're like okay. Well, first of all, you got to know, um, like when you get there, when you walk in, they're gonna have ghost hunting equipment already there for you. I'm like, damn, fuck yeah, hell yeah. And then they said, uh, what was the other thing they mentioned? Uh, oh, there's a Ghostbuster outfit in the closet. Like I got mine, I got one. And then my youngest, she's got hers. We, you know, we own, we don't rent. But, uh, but they've got a, a third, like a spare Ghostbuster outfit in there. But they said, and I forgot, and they may have already told me this, but I, 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 I'm sure I forgot. But they said that one bedroom where, um, cause there was like, there was like four or five of these nurses that rented this place, um, when they went. And, uh, so they all got their own room. There's like five bedrooms. And w- the one bedroom, this girl was saying, she's like, uh, middle of the night, I had this nightmare. And I looked at the end of the bed and there was three old lady, old women at the foot of the bed and they had no faces, but they were looking at me, looking my direction, no faces. I'm like, fucking what? What? Fucking what? So, uh, first of all, I don't know if that's even a nightmare. You ought to be concerned. Maybe. I don't know. But, uh, so then on my way home from work, Friday before the show, I called my youngest. I said, uh, hey, by the way, I got an update for our Airbnb excursion in August, the haunted one. <clears throat> I told her about the room. I said about the three women at the foot of the bed with no faces. I said, uh, um, so that'll be your room. <laughs> She's like, uh-uh. Hell fucking no. But she's trying to recruit. She's got a, one of her friends on board. She just has to confirm. And then she said she might bring another friend, uh, which is fine. Like, the more the Like, I'm going to need some. Yeah, we're going to need a group here. Like, uh, just the two of us ain't going to. It ain't going to work. It's not going to. It's going to be too much psychologically. I, I just don't. Because uh, if I saw something like that, I'm jumping out the window. That's all there is to it, right? I mean, that's a fact. So, uh, and then I finally called my son, got the la- the final, the final word on his Chuck E. Cheese enterprise. Uh, they went with somebody else. He didn't get the job. He had the second interview, but he didn't get the job. They went with another, I go, who'd they go with? The live rat, which, <laughs> I don't... <laughs> uh, there's just too many, um, potential incidents. Maybe somebody, I don't know, maybe just got too much of a liability. Maybe the guy in the rat suit. Maybe he just, um, maybe he just owned it. Like it was like, uh, he was like a gifted, uh, he was just too gifted, um, a performer in the Chuck E. Cheese outfit to, for them to kind of relinquish the duties to somebody else. So, so he was out and so be it. But, um, but other than that, man, we're gonna, let's see. Tonight we're headed for the Sacramento River Cats game. The it's the AAA, it's the Giants AAA squad, and um, 
they're going to have some fireworks there after the game. That's plenty for me, like I say, because 4th of July weekend, or uh, the actual 4th itself on Tuesday is, uh, I'm aiming for like low key. I'm cool. I don't need to be that guy. I don't need to be blowing up stuff. Not anymore. Um, I'm content. I'm good. Um, and then that'll be a wrap. Um, I toyed with the notion maybe going out to Laguna de Balsac. Uh, the temperature should be down to a comfortable 114 by then. So it might, you know, we might, we'll see. I don't know. I'm winging it. I'm winging it. Fourth of July, I'm going to knock out a couple. I'll still work because that's what we do in America. America, we work. We work and we blow shit up. It's my machine gun family. My decal, my decal machine gun family. We're going to work and blow shit up. You know, know what I'm saying? So, but, uh, but yeah, other than that, I'm going to keep it brief. I'm sure you got other things going on. I'm sure you don't want to listen to some fucking non-ginger ramble on about gingers. And, and, uh, summertime. Summertime. And the living's easy. Fish are jumping and cotton is happy. And that'll do it. So, um, on that note, I'm going to leave you with, uh, I'll leave you with something to ponder though for the remainder of the, uh, Fourth of July weekend is, uh, did we ever figure out what, um, carob was? Like, what the fuck is carob? You remember carob? Anyway, I'll let you guys debate on that, and I'll let you go, and I'll talk at you later. Arrivederci, babies. <laughs>